Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. I can see jackets, scarves, beanies and gloves, everyone, the whole array is here this morning. It's, it's chilly. It's midwinter, isn't it? Well, we're glad you're here anyway. And uh, June long weekend. I'm just going to pray and then uh, I just want to share a couple of things before I, before I preach. Lord, we thank you that you're here with us today. We ask that you would come and speak to us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. We ask you to move and speak and lift spirits and let us see things that maybe we wouldn't otherwise see. And we pray for your word and your voice in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, just before I preach, I just felt as we were worshipping that you're a good looking bunch. There's some nice fragrances this morning as well. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, But anyway, uh, some of you don't even know what to think what's coming next, but I felt that um, just to encourage some of you that what, what I was sensing during worship was that there's, I'm going to share this morning on expectations, right? And what I was just dwelling on as we were worshiping, there's some of you sitting here today that have historical expectations that you have not seen come to pass. I'm talking about five plus years ago, maybe even 10 plus years ago. And what I sort of saw as I was just dwelling on this was um, buried treasure in, in, a, in territory that you haven't been in, in for a while. But that God has placed promises in you a while ago that is still treasure. It's still sitting there. Uh, it just hasn't been dug up for a while. And I want to encourage you, start digging. Start digging again. Because there's one thing about listening to the Word of God, but it's also about seeing and expecting and believing and hoping and then digging. Because not everything just falls on us, does it? You know, some of our hopes and desires don't just fall on us. We have to go after them. Can I give you a motocross example this morning? Is that okay? I'm a little bit sore today because of it. But there's something, uh, me and Bay go riding most weekends and, uh, you know, we're getting bolder and bolder each time. But uh, we went out yesterday to a, a really professional place. And the first time we went a few months ago, um, we, we, when we first got out there, I remember watching and seeing sort of 50 pro riders just go, flying through the air and thinking, okay, we've probably bitten off more than we can chew. Uh, and, and we sort of went around and tickled around and... Uh, we gradually got better and better hour after hour. We're finally doing some jumps and doing more and bigger ones and, and then getting bigger and bolder. But what, why am I even telling you that? Because you've got to put yourself in the arena if you want to do bigger and bolder. And I want to encourage you. Some of you have wealthy, wealthy, wealthy treasure sitting inside of you. But you just haven't dug for a while. You just haven't gone back for a while because disappointments and fears and anxieties and just life stuff gets in the way, doesn't it? But I want to tell you the treasure is still there. The treasure is still there. So I want to encourage you to be expectant, but go digging. You've got to put yourself in the arena if you want to jump big. 
You're not, you're not going to do it just sitting on the couch waiting. So if you feel that just quicken with you, that you know there's stuff in your past that God has placed there, promised you that you treasure that, I want you to stand really quickly. I want to pray, and we want to release that this morning. And so, yeah, if you just quicken that, they just stand in faith. I believe these things. Sometimes we just act in faith, and then we just act on what God said, and then we go for it. So let's lift our hands. Lord, we pray this morning that you would not only lift our expectations, but help us to get back in the arena. Get back in the arena of what you have promised over our lives. I cancel every negative word over your life. I cancel every disappointment, every fiery dart of Satan that has tried to come and steal, kill and destroy your promise, your calling, your destiny. In the name of Jesus, I break that off you in Jesus' name. And I speak life over you. I speak destiny over you. I speak purpose over you. And that treasure that has long been buried, we just say, come alive. Come alive. We dig for that this morning. And we say, come to the surface. And Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would begin to rebirth things and birth things. Promises expectations and desires. Lord, I pray that you would release a fresh wave of faith over this house, a fresh wave of faith that we will not be blown and tossed around by the media or by the wind or by the disappointments of our footy team or whatever it is, but that we look to you. We look to you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would breathe on us this morning with the breath of heaven, with your power and with your presence. And that you would fan into flame that gift that we received maybe long ago, the laying on of hands, and that by your spirit, by your spirit, you'll begin to take us forward, take us deeper. And I just say, come alive in Jesus' name to that treasure. I say, come alive in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah, give him a hand. Well, yeah, I want to share on expectations today. Pretty much I've said everything so we can shut and go home. <laughs> I, I'm not going to put the, the verse up actually on the screen because I kind of changed my mind and the media guys, I've, I've swapped it on them. So you can relax, Mark, just chill, keep drinking your mother and you can just enjoy. It's a drink. It's a drink. Okay. Yeah. Hebrews 11, 1 to 3 says this, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Let me read that again. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. If you are wondering why you are frustrated because you cannot see some of these things, then remember this passage. It's the things we can't see that we are hoping for that grows our faith. We can't grow faith without stretching this muscle. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. No wonder the world doesn't believe in creation anymore. Because we, in certain areas of life, we need 
evidence science in other areas, we don't even remember the science anymore. It's just how you feel. But in certain areas, we need science, we need evidence to show us, you know, the, the, what, how things are formed. But the Bible is saying here, we need faith to believe. We need faith. With eyes of faith, we can see things that others can't see. Sometimes this leads us into strange times. Other times, it leads us into a path of fruitfulness. And with what I was feeling before, I was just seeing that many of us have buried treasure in places we might need to just go back and remind ourselves. We might need to read some of those passages, read some of those promises over our life and say, hey, remember what I had back then. I want that back. Maybe the enemy has stolen that joy from you and maybe he's robbed you of some of that faith. Well, it's a perfect time to take back on his word of, word of faith, his word of truth, his word of promises in your life and say, I'm going to go after the treasure again. The world right now is a confused place. I mean, you know, most of our team either have COVID or, or the flu this week. And so it's, it's really light on. And with holidays and winter, especially in Adelaide, you know, you can feel like, oh, okay, maybe I just need to bunker down and, uh, and kind of just ride this thing out, uh, hibernate, so to speak. Well, the truth is the enemy doesn't hibernate. And so even in our times where, and I'm not saying you don't rest, absolutely rest. We'll get to that in a minute. But ultimately, spiritually, if we put it on pause and we don't do anything, then it's a perfect opportunity for the enemy to come steal, kill, and destroy. And if he can't steal, kill, and destroy us in really overt ways, he'll get us in covert ways. So what he'll do is he'll take our joy, just little bit by little bit. Take away our joy. He'll take away little things. And, and before you know it, okay, I don't want to do this. don't really want to worship. I don't really want to pray. I don't really want to read his word. I don't really want to come to church. And before you know it, we just dwindle, 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 slowly, slowly, slowly. Catch a monkey. Isn't that a saying? <laughs> but that's how the enemy works, isn't it? It's, it's one of those things. I just need you to give someone a high five. I need a bit of response this morning. You're going to have to stir up a little bit. Is that okay? Steve, see, some of my cheer squad are missing today. <laughs> Expectations. I, I read something yesterday. I was just um, feeding through Facebook, and I, and I saw something that just reminded me of this as well. I saw something about some uh, – actually, it was Duncan and Kate Smith – uh, they were ministering somewhere and they're seeing healings of depression and some other things. And I, and I just thought, I just thought, wow, I've got to increase my expectation as well. We've got to increase our expectation if we want to see some of the greater things. And expectation needs to be coupled with actions. I want to give you a good example. Uh, where's Lucas? Lucas in, in the house? Lucas. I was talking to Lucas this week and he's had a bit of a shoulder issue. Hope you don't mind me sharing this, Lucas. But anyway, I, I, I said to him in love, I challenged him. I said, well, what are you doing about that? And so I gave him this little push-up app that you use. And, and uh, he's been starting to, it's, it's called, what's it called again? Yes, yeah, Sally push-ups. And it's basically a song that you do push-ups to and it builds up a body strength. And Get into it, man, if you, you know, it's good for you. Women as well. It build, builds strength. Is that okay? I, I, give someone a high five again, please, because you, you're going to have to give me more than this this morning. Otherwise, we're going to go straight to coffee. 
I mean, Gary, you, you, we can't shut you up out there, but get you in here, there's not a word. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> I can hear that. Where was I going? Lucas. Anyway, Lucas, he said, so he's been doing this thing and he's, he's been doing this every morning, 6.30, he's been getting up and doing this app and, and building up a body and he said he feels really alive after doing this. You know what? If he didn't do it, he wouldn't feel alive. If we don't do the stuff, if we don't put ourselves in the arena and we're not praying and we're not actually expectant, nothing is going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Revival has not hit cities where no one is praying. The power of God does not move in conservative circles. Have you ever noticed that? Think about that. Think about what I'm saying. The power of God, the Holy Spirit, the fire of God, gifts of spirit, healing, signs and wonders never moves in conservative circles where there's believers who don't have an expectation. You can check me on that. I've done the history. I've gone through. Okay. Uh, even in Presbyterian circles where you're talking old school, old school, conservative theologically, but they had a hunger and a pursuit for the Spirit of God. And so you, you might say, well, why isn't there healings in, you know, in churches you know, that just, you know, word churches that believe the word? Well, it's because they don't have an expectation for it. We need an expectation if we're going to see some of this stuff. And I think in this hour... We, we need God to move more than ever. I think we can agree on that. Just give me an amen if you agree on that. And I don't do that very often because I've never really liked the whole American way of getting feedback, but I'm just needing a little bit of love this morning. <laughs> but, but I can tell you when there's expectation, things begin to happen. So I want to just prod you with that this week. Increase your expectation. I'll increase mine. We'll increase ours. We're beginning to, you know, ask the Lord, what does it look like to do this? Stretch the tent pegs a little bit. You know, the truth is sometimes God puts a little waiver out there if we're going to receive the double portion. He did this from Elijah to Elisha. Elisha had to do something to be expectant to get the double portion. And even if we're after, I wouldn't mind a single portion of what Elijah had. So let's just, let's just settle on that for a minute. But even just to get that, we still have to be expectant. If we're going to get something, if we're going to see God break through, we need a greater expectation even for our region. I don't know if you've driven around the southern region lately. I, I'm not going to go into some of the weird characters in our area that I just enjoy, you know, admiring. But the, the southern area, the southern area is not known for its bold affluence, is it? Am I right? I mean, there's some, if you ever look at the South Life Facebook page, you'll see, you know, like there's, a, there's a lot of mocking that goes on about our region. That's our territory. I'm talking trackies and thongs and socks at colonnades. I do it sometimes. <laughs> now you get all fired up. <laughs> Our region has settled for way less than it needs to. We have the best beaches in the whole city down south. We have the hills, we have the vineyards, we have fresh air, we have freedom, we don't have any traffic. We have all the good stuff down here, and yet we've been sold a lie. We've been sold a lie that we're lesser than, 
that we don't have enough and that we're poverty and we're this. I'm telling you, we've got everything at our fingertips. If we will just expect more, we will begin to see more. So, and sometimes just tapping into that. Let me tell you, it can seem daunting sometimes. Some of you might be here this morning going, well, I'm battling so many things right now. It is way too daunting. Just remember that analogy I gave you. When we first went out to this particular motocross track at Morgan, it was, it was daunting. It was like, there's no way I can go on that. These things are crazy. But I'm telling you, if you'll stretch your faith, stretch your expectation, you'll begin to see some of those things that you were just hoping for before. You'll begin to see come to pass. That's what faith is all about. And so when we set ourselves with an attitude of faith, of expectancy, things begin to happen. I want to share with you, I think this is a key from the Lord's Prayer. You can read it in Luke 11. You'll read the Lord's Prayer. Most of you will know it. And here's the thing that I've realized I've got to center in on. Your will be done. Your will be done. Because when His will is done in our lives, everything begins to flow. Your will be done. And obviously there's great teaching now on your will be done as in heaven on, on earth as in heaven. I love that. I don't think God wants to just duplicate heaven on earth. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't have made heaven and earth separate places. They are separate places. But I'm telling you, the emphasis is on your will. Let your will be done. And when his will is done, we can then flow in that expectancy. We can flow in that realm rather than flowing in the realm, no matter where we are. If it's a lower socioeconomic area, it's okay. We're flowing in his will. If it's an area that isn't quite full of faith, it's okay. We're flowing in his will. We'll also know when do you want to press through, Lord, or when do you want to just pull back? When do you want to lean in? When do you want to lean back? When do you want to say something? When don't you want to say something? I want to just share from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. In fact, I'm going to read the whole section here because this is a perfect example of how God, we have to follow the Spirit's leading to know when do you want to press forward or back. Ecclesiastes 3, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. Time for war and a time for peace. And this is a great picture of our journey. The key is knowing the will of God as to which one do we do. Because you might read that and feel like you're schizophrenic. Which one am I? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? We're meant to hate and love, and we meant there's war and peace. These are opposing thoughts, aren't they? But if we know the will of God, we'll know which one to step into. We'll know how to step and how to lean in, how to lean back. It's something that we do very often is knowing, okay, we might have been under a pressure cooker situation. Okay, we're going to have to take a time out now where maybe we're not seeing a whole lot of people so that we can recover. That's a time to push and a time to pull back. Because if we're always pushing, we tend to run on adrenaline and our bodies get drained. 
And so we have to have times where we refill up the cup. And we talk like this all the time at home about, you know, energy consumption and making sure we're full, making sure we're not getting too empty and we don't get it right. We get it wrong as many times as we get it right. But being aware of it is really powerful. And it's the same with the voice of the Lord. If we're not hearing his voice, then we're just running off our own feelings. And if we're just running off our own feelings, then it's very soulish. It's very soulish. What do I mean by that? It's very emotion-driven. It's very surroundings-driven. Maybe our memory, maybe our hurts, maybe our joys, whatever it is, very soulish. It's just at this level here, almost flesh and blood. And so at that level, we are not going to follow his will. We'll follow ours. So living in following his will is at a higher level. It will mean dampening down our soulishness or the carnal, the flesh, that sort of realm, and actually stepping into a realm where, and here's a key. Here's a real, you want a simple key? Karen shared it on on Facebook, I think this week, or Instagram or something. Oh, no, I can't find it. William Augusta, Augusto. Look up his soaking in his presence CD or app if you're on your you know, download it on your phone on iTunes and you can just lie down and you can just soak in his presence and that's how you can lean forward and back at the same time because you can be pressing in spiritually but you're also leaning back it's not taking any effort see sometimes we have to think we storm the heavens storm the heavens and there is a time to storm the heavens but then there's also a time to lean back and say God you're going to have to take over because I haven't got anything I've got nothing left in the tank. I'm going to trust you. And so we just soak in his presence. And there's, so there's different atmospheres. There's different levels that we have to know. Which one am I stepping into? But I believe he, by his spirit, gives us the knowledge as to which weapon to use. That's why he's given us numerous weapons. Sometimes it's the word of God. We need to use the word of God to cut through something. Other times it's shoes, helmet breastplate, belt, whatever it is. Use whatever weapon he gives you in that hour for that battle. And maybe you're already in a victory place. Well, then he'll give you ground to stretch forth your tent pegs and take even more ground. And so knowing his will is really key in this whole thing. I think the only danger that I can see in modern Western Christianity and, and even our, our mega emphasis and our fast emphasis and our easy emphasis is that we've forgotten that it is a battle. We've forgotten that it is a battle. And, and we worship like the best of them. We'll sing all the songs and all that sort of stuff. But it's not a new album that is going to gain the victory. We love new albums. We love new songs. But actually learning to use the weapons of the warfare of the Bible is a whole new level. It's a whole new level. And sometimes we have to dig this stuff up. Like I was saying, dig historical tools and weapons up. These are the same things that have been used for millennia for Christians to gain victory. But it's not just going to be a new influencer giving you a new message on social media saying, oh, here's something you never thought of. Hey, that's been said for like 2,000 years. But you've said it in a good way and you're good looking and, and it sounds good. And there's nothing wrong with that stuff. I, I don't want to mock that for the sake of it, but I want to say we've got to know how to use the real weapons, the real weapons. And then when we, when we know how to operate in that, we hear his voice, 
we increase our expectations, we get into the arena, and then we can fight bigger battles, we can take more land, we can live in a whole new way. The last thing I want to finish on with this is the timing. This is something that I think has been real key. And obviously Ecclesiastes talks the whole passage about it. There's a time for this, a time for that. The timing of God is paramount for you and I to get it right. We can stuff up the greatest promises by just stepping out on our own timing rather than his. I've done it myself many times. Um, I was showing someone around this week. Uh, we, we had a manufacturing business, for those of you who don't know, and we own the factory that the manufacturing business now runs out of. And I was just driving around and I was explaining some stuff and explaining a particular project that we had that, that was just a nightmare project. <laughs> it's one of those projects that was not nice. And any of you in, in business or anything like that, you'll know it, it's just not very fun when you're engaged in uh, a project that just seems to have hairs on it all over the place. Uh, do you know what I mean by that? Please give someone a high five just to make sure you're with me. Thanks, Eric. Anyway, so we're driving past this thing and I'm just sharing it. I'm just like, yeah, this, this was not good. And, and I was just explaining some things and I, and I just realized that the timing was just so wrong on that thing. And, and so God will sometimes let us wear the pain of our bad decisions. Have you ever noticed that? Sometimes we will have to walk out the journey of healing and restoration and even pain because of our bad decisions. He doesn't send an angel down and say, okay, you, you stuffed up, here's a miraculous answer within three weeks. Sometimes it's three years. Some of you might say sometimes it's three decades. We pray not. But he will allow us to walk this stuff out. And during that journey, if we are faithful and we learn his voice and we learn his timing and we still gain a faith and expectancy, we will see the promise. We will see the promise. Maybe not in our timing and in our way, but in his timing and in his way. So if you are annoyed, frustrated, disappointed, and you feel like you're being stretched beyond the layers of stretching, then you're in good company because you are having to operate in faith. And when you have to operate in faith, you're being stretched. And when you're being stretched, it means God loves you. It means he loves you. He's actually giving you an opportunity for promotion. There is a promotion at the end of the stretching. Ever, ever known that when you're working out and you're in the gym and you just do not feel like being there? I'm not getting many nods, are you? What's going on? Whoa, where's the gym? What is the gym? <laughs> you're going to have to exercise if you want to get fit. That's just, okay, that's just a fact. But when you go to the gym and you work out, you're stretching something. You don't necessarily want to work out. In fact, there's a lot of times where it's the last place on earth you want to be. Joshua was going there to work his legs this afternoon. He is a good-looking specimen. The reason he is a good-looking specimen is because he goes to the gym six days a week and works his muscles. You're going to have to do the same thing spiritually if you want to see a promotion. It's not going to fall on your head. It's, it's just not going to flop on you through social media or through any other means. No political realms or any other thing. It doesn't happen on its own. God wants to participate with you. 
and he wants you to participate with him. So at 1 minute to 11.11, we're going to stand. We're going to pray for a double portion. We're going to pray that some of you who have dropped that expectation and expectancy are going to receive. Here we are, 11.11. My iPhone says that's a good time to finish. Is anyone expectant this morning? Awesome. That's pretty good for a winter, long weekend. I'll take it. Just lift your hands and begin to lift your expectation. This is about you and Jesus, not about me. My prayer is that today we would just be catalyzing something that God has already put in you. He's already put all this stuff in you. You already know this stuff. You probably won't remember what I've said in three weeks' time. But if God does something, then it's been a good day. So, Lord, we pray today, even right now, that you would begin to break open this atmosphere with a fresh expectancy, fresh faith and fire and anointing be released in this house. Lord, I pray that those disappointments would be washed away. They are a thing of the past and that you would refresh us with new faith. You would let us rise up with fresh wings like eagles. Lord, that you would release your word and spirit in us today to believe, to see, to know what you are doing and what you want to do. Holy Spirit, we need your anointing to break any heavy yokes, any depression, Right now, in the name of Jesus, if you suffer depression, you might want to put your hand on your chest or your hand on your head. I'm just going to pray with you and believe that God will break depression off your life. There may be things he says to you you need to stop doing, or there may be things you need to start doing to aid the healing process of depression. But the Holy Spirit may begin it today. He may take it completely today. Jesus, we know you are the healer. We know you are the healer. In the mighty name of Jesus, I release the power of Jesus to heal every sickness, to lift depression off people's minds. Now, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, we say depression, go in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask you right now to fill us with your power. Fill us with your fire. Some of you can feel a warmth going through you. That's the power of God. It's His presence. I just say, increase Holy Spirit. Increase Holy Spirit. I just want Karen to come out. And if she's got some prophetic stuff or words of knowledge, she'll just share that. We just want to minister for a minute. And um, Holy Spirit, we just say more. We finished early. I want you just to hang for five minutes in an atmosphere of faith. Be expectant. And just begin to ask him for some of those things. Begin to believe him for some of those things. Begin to be expectant for some of those things. You never know what might happen in this atmosphere. You never know what might begin to open up in an atmosphere of faith. And it's not just hype. It's Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord, we thank you that you're here today, Lord. We thank you that you're stirring something fresh in us. And Father, we just, we come expectant. We come as children to you, hungry, Lord. And Lord, your word promises that you will fill us. So Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your presence here this morning. We thank you that you're moving here today. 
I just, I just really sense that there are people here this morning who, um, firstly, if you've got pain in your body and you've got pain in your body and you've, been, you've had pain for quite a while and you've been struggling with pain, physical pain in your body. If that's you, would you put your hand up this morning? Just lift your hand up where you are this morning. Yeah. And what I want to do this morning is we're going to pray for you. So keep your hand up high if you've got pain in your body and lift your hand up. And I want you to look around, everyone else around, just have a look around. If you can see someone with their hand up, just go and gather around them right now. And we're going to begin praying and we're going to begin praying healing in Jesus' name. So let's just do that now. Have a look around you and just go and find someone with their hand up. And let's just stand together in faith. I'm just going to wait for a minute until everyone's got someone praying for them. Just open your eyes and have a quick look. Father, we thank you for your healing anointing in this room right now. Father, we thank you for your healing power. Father, we thank you that you are here. And thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes we are healed. Father, I thank you for the, by the precious blood of Jesus for your healing anointing being released right now. And Father, we speak to all pain in the mighty name of Jesus. We take authority over all physical pain right now, all ailments and afflictions. We bind you, we break your power, and we cut you off in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We decree that you have no authority and no hold, and we place you at the foot of the cross in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we just break the power and the cycle of pain now in Jesus' name, and we command pain go in Jesus' name. Hey. And Father, we just ask for your healing anointing, your healing oil right now to fall and to flow into everybody, to every place where there is pain. Right now, your healing oil, your warm healing oil. Right now, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Yeah, just keep praying, just keep praying, standing in faith and standing in agreement. Yeah, we thank you, Lord, for your healing. We thank you. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and we thank you for your healing anointing right now. Yeah. We just want to pray as well for anyone who needs financial breakthrough in their life. If you need financial breakthrough, we want you to lift your hand this morning. We're just going to pray for you as well. God is so good. He is so faithful. <laughs> I love kingdom family. I love as the body of Christ we get to stand together. Amen. Is there anyone here who needs financial provision or financial breakthrough? Do you want to lift your hand if that's you this morning? Yeah. So we're just going to pray this morning. Yeah, if there's anyone near you with their hand up, again, just put your hand on them or stand together. This is the body of Christ. We are family. We stand together. We fight for each other, not with each other. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your financial provision right now. We thank you for our brothers and our sisters and those in our kingdom family right here. We stand together for financial provision and for financial breakthrough in Jesus' name. For those who are needing jobs and income right now, Father, we ask for breakthrough and provision of work. We ask, Lord, for doors to open in the mighty name of Jesus, for jobs to be provided, for finance to be provided, 
provided. Father, we ask where there is a financial miracle needed, that you would release supernatural abundance in this area, Father, in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that you are so overjoyed to bless your kids. It is your greatest joy to pour blessing out upon your sons and daughters. And it is your great joy to provide this morning for your beautiful sons and daughters. And we stand together, Father, and we pray, release now in the name of Jesus, financial breakthrough, jobs, financial provision, and financial miracles in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Mm. I just I just get a sense it'd be great. We're gonna close the service in, in literally thirty seconds, sixty seconds, but when we close the service, I just want to give an invitation. There are some of you here who are either really just expectant, hungry for a touch of God. There's there's also some who've never been filled or baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. And this is a gift that the Holy Spirit gives us to pray, to intercede. So we want to pray for you. If you want to receive that gift this morning, we want to lay hands on you. Believe for that gift of the Holy Spirit to be released in your life. Doesn't matter how old or how young or how long you've been in church. We want to pray for that and believe for that to break open in your life. Uh, But those of you who are hungry for touch of God, I want you to come down fairly quickly and uh and expect and just come and yeah hang on yeah and also just in line with what you're saying for those who are coming forward i just feel those who have been battling anxiety and depression um, we want to pray for you this morning we want to stand together in that too and those who in response to um the message this morning who just want an increase of faith increase of expectation who've maybe been in a place where their expectation has been um the disappointment of the past season and God wants to increase your expectation, increase your faith and increase your heart for believing for more again. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's let's expect God to do some significant things this morning. I said to the Lord, I'm not going to do ministry time this morning. It's June long weekend. I know so many people are sick and away. But look, that's part about being expectant, isn't it? So I'm going to pray and then we're just going to put on some soaking music. We're going to minister to people down the front And uh, you're free to go and grab a coffee if you need to go or or go. So, Lord, we just thank you for your word and your spirit, your power, your presence. Lord, I pray for each one of us that you would cover us and surround us in your presence this week. Lord, we stand expectant to believe for more, to see more. And I pray that you would increase each one in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. If you want to respond, come down quickly. We want to pray for people straight away. And uh, bless you. Have a great week.